This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. I want to share with you a word and move into this expeditiously and uh, try not to bore you today. Some of y'all probably got plans later. Hallelujah. And some of you ain't got no plans later. So, Those are the folks that said, go ahead, take your time, preacher. Take your time. <laughs> the gospel according to John chapter 3. The gospel according to John chapter 3. Uh, I think this is the most familiar passage of the entire Bible. People who are not even saved know this verse John chapter 3 and the verse 16 the gospel according to John chapter 3 and verse 16 and uh, glory to God hallelujah and uh, we're going to read two verses there John 3 16 and 17 when you have the word signified by saying amen amen and it reads thusly for God so love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but they'll have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through his son might be saved the word of the Lord is blessed. For God so loved the world. <laughs> For God so, so amazingly loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. <laughs> the word is homogenes. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that is our text of emphasis. This morning, I want to talk to you uh, on this wonderful, beautiful uh, day of love celebration, uh, simply entitled, The Perfect Gift. The Perfect Gift. Somebody just say, The Perfect Gift. Hallelujah. Look, lean on your neighbor and tell them, and the Lord gives us the perfect gift. Father, bless this witness and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be thou acceptable in your sight. You are my strength and my redeemer. Here's my mind, think through it. Here's my mouth, speak through it. Here's my heart, feel through it. And Father, I pray at the end of this moment, someone would declare, I yield, what must I do to be saved? I thank you that this is a transformative moment and we praise you that at the end, great things will occur. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Every heart say amen. Amen. You may have your seats in the name of the Lord. The perfect gift. The perfect gift. Today is Valentine's Day, and uh, we know that everybody is, is trying to uh, do their best in to adapt to the day and do uh, all of the festivities and all of those wonderful things uh, that the day brings. And 
all of that is nice and it's cute, but I got to allow you to understand that we as believers, uh, uh, I'm going to get in trouble, probably should not be embracing uh, something like a Valentine's Day. Uh-oh. I know, I know you don't want to hear that, and I know you don't want to receive that because society is very, uh, 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 gives a lot of pressure and puts forth a lot of effort into the propaganda, into uh, capitalism, basically, into ensuring that these messages of the world are conveyed in your ears and in your spirit. But when you, I mean, simply get an encyclopedia. I know y'all don't use those no more, but Google the history behind uh, Valentine's and all of the things that are alluded towards it. Uh, it is not what we really as believers stand on and what we really believe and it's not what we really uh, uh, convey. And as believers in Jesus Christ, what often happens with us is we compromise our faith so that we can be popular with society. Uh, and we really get into a populist mentality so that we can be readily received by the world and by the culture when the truth is we should not compromise what we believe in the word of God. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our pathway. Let me say this and see if I can find me some help after a while. God's word is true and every man is a liar. I said God's word is true and every man is a liar. What that simply means is it simply means that no matter what they're promoting, no matter what they're doing, no matter what uh, uh, they're advertising, we should stand on the word of God. And, uh, and so it's a lot of pushing going on today. And i got to be honest with you, we got to be very careful believers because a lot of this stuff is not for love as they paint the picture. Just like Christmas ain't about Jesus as they paint the picture. It's really about sales. Can I talk like I'm talking the way I'm talking? It's really about the dollar. I got to allow you to understand sometimes uh, 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 the, the, the Federation of Retail, they will treat us like dumb sheep and, uh, and throw little dangling, blingly things in front of us uh, and simply pin it on a celebrity. And if a celebrity got it, then everybody wanted. it. They are really counting on us to be covetous. They're counting on us to be jealous. They're counting on us to be envious. Because they say if I pin it on somebody famous, then everybody's going to want to want it. Everybody's going to desire it. Everybody's going to want to do it. And so they're counting on us to be gullible. It's really about a dollar amount. I know, I know that some folks have already spent some money out there. But it's really about a dollar amount. To us, that's not what love really means. To us, to us, to limit love to February 14th is an insult. Can I, can I step out here a little further because I'm already in trouble? Elder Dale, to, that, is, that, is, that is the likeness and the equal, equal statement to say that black history is only February. How insulting it is to say that we're only going to recognize our history in the month of February when I, I, I've been black all year, huh? When our history be, uh, extends further than just a month, and thank you for the shortest month. We appreciate that. You understand what I'm saying? And so it, it, it is quite insulting, and, 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 and they expect us to be gullible, and they expect us to buy into it. Uh, they expect us to spend money for it when the reality is it has nothing to do with the love that we really know. 
it has nothing at all to do with love that we really have embraced. Valentine's Day spending is expected to reach about $27.4 billion this year. Valentine's Day spending is up 32% from last year, according to the National Retail Federation. Men on average spend on Valentine's Day about $250 on a gift, on average. Women spend about $57 on average. This is according to the National Retail Federation. Don't, don't argue with me about it. They said it. On average, $200 is spent on Valentine's Day gifts. Sisters, what's up with this? We get a $60 gift and y'all get a $250 gift. People to spend money on things like flowers, candy, dinner, and lingerie. <laughs> a little bit of lace and material. <laughs> Y'all help me here. I'll be, I'll be through after a while. They spend money on things for the day. Jewelry is bought at about $3.9 billion worth of jewelry. And evening out, if Cuomo would open up and let us go back to the restaurants, is about $3.5 billion. Clothing is spent about $2.1 billion. And flowers that will die in four days. We're spending about $2.5 billion on flowers for the day. To say... I love you. $27.4 billion to say I love you. Folks that were fighting yesterday are getting flowers and Russell Stovers today to say, I love you. There's a man running to Dwayne Reed and writing right now. Sis, they came from Dwayne Reed. I see it in the spirit. I see in the Holy Ghost. There's some flowers and Russell Stovers right next to teddy bears and cars at Dwayne Reed. He's going to pick them up just for you. Flowers! They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. I love them too. Live roses is nothing like them. But to just say I love you for the day when tomorrow you're going to be fighting like cats and dogs. 
Who is it that he's going to say I love you to today? Who is it that he's going to spend time with today? Will your text get checked today? Will your number get answered today? Because who he answers today is an announcement who he really loves. Everyone is looking for the perfect gift to say I love you. But I got to ask you a question. What gift can be given to prove the enormity of one's love? What is it that I could give you to express to you that I love you? Certainly in our 20, 23, 24 years of relationship, Pastor Sabrina has received a botanical of flowers. I mean, she's received lots of them. And I love giving her flowers, and she loves flowers, but can flowers really give the message that I want to convey? Can it really express what I'm trying to say? We like chocolates. We like Godiva. <laughs> we like uh, uh, chocolates, you understand. Yeah. I'll leave it there. We like chocolate. And uh, uh, can a piece of candy with caramel filling really prove that I love you? What, 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 what gift? What gift can say and announce the enormity of my love? Some people would say, well, you know, I don't need a lot of gifts. I don't need a lot of stuff and a lot of hoopla. Some of us are simple. And for many of us, it's the thought that counts. For a lot of people, they like cards. Any card lovers, you like cards. Uh, put the sentiments in a card and express it in a card and let a card, a hallmark even, uh, express, express your love and, and, and give me a card that, that feels like and sounds like you stood there for a while reading through it and you put some thought into it. Don't no, y'all, oh y'all card lovers, and give me give me one of them cards that 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 writes on the front and on the inside and on the right side and a little poem on the back too. Give me one of them. Give me one of them cards. When, <laughs> hallelujah. I, I, I'm not ashamed to say I like them cards when you open something drop. I like them cards, but you know, give me a card though. But give me a card because it's the thought. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. There have been times, there have been times, Elder Dale, that in, in Pastor Sabrina and I, 22 years of marriage, where I didn't always have the money to do what I wanted to do, because you know, I'm extra, and I'm fancy, and I like a lot of hoopla, and all of that stuff, and so, I, I'm an extremist, y'all pray for me, I'm an extremist, I either like to do it really, really rich, or do it really, really thoughtful, 
Hallelujah. I either I spend a whole lot of money or I spend no money at all. The only thing I spend then is creativity. You understand? So there have been times, there have been times, Brother Justin, where I did not go to Ruth Chris and I did not have the steak dinner and she did not get three dozen of roses and there have been times where she did not get red bottoms and she did not get a diamond ring. I've done that at times, but she did not get that. But there have been times where I took a white piece of paper and folded it up and took Crayola crayons. We had no money. We couldn't go out. We couldn't go anywhere. We had no money. So, so God help us. I was the guy at the middle of Rite Aid. I couldn't buy the whole bucket of roses, but I bought one rose, but I didn't use the stem. I just used the petals. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Took them petals, threw it on the middle of the floor, uh, made us some sandwiches in a basket, and stood there on the floor of the living room with the remote And, uh, and, and, she say, and she said, it was wonderful because sometimes it's the thought that counts. How could I say to you, I love you? How can I say to you, I love you in action form? I'm almost through. Because here's the reality. Love ain't love if you don't show it. So what can I do to show you I love you? Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, you would be surprised. You would be surprised how many homes are void of those three words. I love you. You'll be surprised how many parents don't tell their children. And you will be surprised how many children have never heard it from their parents. You will be surprised how many children have never heard their parents say it to each other. You will be surprised of how many homes are void. Stevie Wonder said these three words. How many homes are void of such simple words but so heavy and hard to say. Because love ain't love if you don't show it. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I love you is a big statement. That's a major statement. I, I, would, I would admonish you, those of you who are in a relationship and you dating and courting, think twice before you say those words. Because those words cross the relationship over into a new arena that is more difficult to escape from. I mean, we could talk and we could be friends and we could chill and we can get to know each other. And we could be collecting data and all that good stuff and we can go hang out and we can go to dinner. But as soon as you say, I love you, it took my heart to another place. It took my mind into another region. That's a weight that you don't easily lift off of someone when you say I love you. Don't say that if you don't mean it. Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't be careful. Don't use those words. Don't use, don't use those words loosely. 
Because when you say that to an individual, you immediately snatch them out of friendship into relationship. Somebody now already, their mind is down the aisle. You understand? They already know how many kids we're going to have and what they're going to look like. They're now taking pieces of paper and writing their last name, your last name. Come on here. And trying to figure out uh, what is the rest of our life going to be like. I love you is a big statement. They're big words, y'all. I'm almost through. And so to take such heavy words and put it into action is a major statement. How, how can I act the way I feel when the way I feel is so heavy? What could I do to convey I love you? What could I do? To say I love you. Have you ever been in a relationship where you were the bigger giver than the other party? Okay, let me. I got, I got, have, you, have you ever been in a relationship where you gave 70, they gave 30? You, you ever been in one of them relationships? Come on here. Where, where you was doing all the work and they was doing all the receiving? And you was doing all of the paying, and they was doing all of the eating, and you was doing all of the labor, and they was doing all of the enjoyment. Have you ever expressed your love to somebody who never reciprocated the same sentiments back to you? Have you ever, come on, you wish I would tell the truth on Sunday, have you ever felt like a fool in love? <laughs> Where I paid it, I gave it, I did it, but it was not always reciprocated. Have you ever been drunk in love? <laughs> Intoxicated or infatuated by love or by the comprehension of love or by the concept of companionship to the point that you had to stop and pause for a minute and said, wait a minute, I'm doing all the giving, but I'm not doing any receiving because the moment that my well is dry, who I poured into ain't got nothing for me. Because love is a huge statement. It's an enormous gesture, but it must be reciprocated. It's a two-way street. Y'all don't remember that song years ago? I found love on a two-way street, but I lost it on a lonely highway. Y'all don't remember that? Let me, let me try to get out of this and preach to y'all. The reality is, brothers and sisters, if you give it, you also want to receive it. Let me help some husbands in the room. Your wife loves you the way she wants to be loved. Let me help you husbands. Oh God, your wife loves you the way she wants to be loved. And if you would simply study how she loves you, what she's really announcing is, that's what I want you to do for me. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Uh, brothers, brothers, uh, you're not left out of this. Sisters, let me help y'all. He loves you the way, oh, God, he wants to be loved. So when he does what he does, it's because he's subliminally saying, I want you to do that to me. I started this. 
I did. I started this. There's different love languages, y'all. There's love languages. There's love languages. There's words of affirmation. And if your lover is always speaking words of affirmation to you, they're subliminally saying, I want you to give me words of affirmation. There, there, there's acts of kindness. There's acts of kindness where people would come and they would do things to express their love. And sometimes I love you is washing the dishes and doing the laundry and cooking dinner. Sometimes I love you is an act of love. And what they're really saying is one day when I come home, I want to see laundry done, dinner finished. I want to see the room bed made up because when I do it, I want it to be done. It's, uh, oh God, help us, Jesus. And then there is also touch and feeling. Hallelujah. Then that's this. That is an emediosia. And that is an expression. That is an expression of one's love. It is, it is, it is love languages. It is love languages. It is love languages. But how can I convey to you that I love you? How can I say this and you feel it? What can I do and you know it? How can I say it and you feel me? How can I show it and you know where I'm coming from? It's a pretty lofty heavy responsibility it's, it's, it's heavy and what's further amazing is we have God who is the master of all intelligence who is the supreme being on every matter who is the chief linguist who has all language wrapped up in himself and is able to speak in a million tongues and tongues that have yet to be articulated needs to express to humanity that he loves us. And God runs out of words. God, who is the word? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And then the beginning, come on here. You got to understand God who is the word. And now needs to say to humanity that I love you. And even he runs out of words. It was in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth because God says, if I love you, humanity, I'm going to find a place to put you in. I won't love you and don't have a roof to put over your head. I won't love you and have you living with me in my mama's basement. God help us. I won't love you and don't have a place for you to lay your head. So before God brought his bride over to the house, he fixed up the house and said, let there be he turned the lights on he paid the bills y'all he said let there be he divided the firmament and the space and created space and opportunity for us he said let there be and he commanded the fish to swim in the water the birds to fly in the air the cattle to be upon the land just to say he love us 
He laid the earth with opulent flowers and decorative blooms. He laid the earth with botanicals and trees that were freshly manicured. He laid the earth and decorated and painted the sky as a master artist. God colored it up, beautified it, and decorated it. He made it look good enough. And then once house was finished, once earth was completed, then he put us in the middle of the garden and still we cheated on him and we decided to instead of having a conversation with the lover of our soul we converse with the serpent we talked with the snake instead of the one that loved us and because we had a conversation with the serpent and with the snake, he says, okay, this has been your eviction notice. And you can no longer live here any longer. Love don't live here no more. And so now, hallelujah, he never ceased from loving us. But he had to prove to us that his love for us was so powerful and so of necessity that he could not allow us to cheat on him and to treat him the way we were. So he evicted us from the garden and allowed us to see love uh, as it was expressed out into the earth brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen and for centuries and for years love went throughout the earth but it wasn't the love that he had ordained for us it wasn't the love that he wanted for us brothers and sisters it was the kind of love that only lasted for a moment it was the kind of love that only lasted for a season it was distant love help us it was part-time love it was love that was only there as long as i did something for you you do something for me it was that selfish kind of love it was it was the love of of, of one self instead of the love of God he said he wanted us to see he wanted us to see so he showed us with David he wanted us to see and he showed us with Noah and he showed us with Abraham he showed us he said see see Abraham you love me but you want a son from me and the reality is if I don't give you a son, I'm not sure if you love me. So I got to test your love, Abraham, and see if you're willing to give up your son to say that you love me. I want to ask y'all a question. What have you given up since you said you love God? See, see, it's easy to give up something you don't even like. But can you sacrifice something you love because you say you love God more? I'm almost through. I'm almost finished. He said, Abraham, I need to see if you love me. Noah, I need to see if you love me, if you're going to obey me, if you're going to do what I told you to do, if you're going to build an ark, if you're going to erect an ark, come on, and do it the way I told you and put the animals in there. I want to see if you really love me, Noah. I, and Noah did it. He did everything that God told him to do, and he did it the way that God told him to do it. But all of a sudden, as soon as Noah got off that ark and he began to plant in his own vineyard, the Bible says that he got drunk off his own vineyard and filled his own belly until the point that he slept with even his daughters my God Noah loved God because he brought him out of the storm but then when he brought him out of the storm my God he fell in love with something else you got to watch those individuals who will only love you while you're in the storm but as soon as the storm is over their love for you is also over 
David, do you love me? Sure I do. Sure I do. I, I love you. So then, David, take care of the sheep behind your daddy's house. And he tended to the sheep, and he was saying, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He leaded me beside the still waters. And David was in love with the Father, and he was in love with God until David understood, my God, that, hallelujah, the Lord will also do things for him and bring him into places and give him things that he never even dreamed of. Ah, and all of a sudden, sudden David is anointed to be king brought into the palace and now David has a flesh problem and he lays with Bathsheba and he lays with handmaidens and he has a flesh problem because he loves God but his flesh also loves women his flesh loves what it loves but he loves God. What do you do when your heart loves God, but your flesh loves something else? At times, there's a war between your love of God and the love of your flesh. I wish y'all would tell the truth on Sunday. At times, there is a real battle with me saying, but God, I love you, but this old flesh loves and desires and has an appetite for this thing right here. Lord, I love you, and I'm in a war to express my love to you because the thing that my flesh loves calls me louder than the love that I have for you. Have your body ever been in a war and you found yourself in between? In between? Paul said it like this. When I want to do good, evil is always present. When I go to do the right thing, I struggle in my flesh to do the wrong thing. Uh, the spirit is willing but the flesh, that old flesh y'all ain't gonna tell the truth on Sunday but I tell the truth I said that old flesh gets weak. How do I express my love. And so for centuries God, uh, God has been trying to express, give me some house, his love towards humanity. He's trying to express his love to people. He's trying to express how much he loves us. But guess what? Uh, oh, humanity is not catching it. Humanity is not getting it. And the challenge of relationships, ladies and gentlemen, is always the language barrier. Somebody say the language barrier. Uh, anybody who's married think about getting married or dating I need to tell you that communication and the language barrier is always the greatest barrier and hurdle you will have to overcome in order for a relationship to survive I say it like this in my marriage counseling sessions oh God men grew up speaking French women grew up speaking German and both of us got to learn Spanish that's how difficult it is to come together in relationships because both of us have to learn one language to together that we never grew up learning and we never grew up knowing and now we have to learn each other and learn our language brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen if you can ever get over the language barrier then you can understand the language of love when we can comprehend what's being said and what's being spoken and open up lines of communication then we can discover how much we really love each other but if we can't even understand each other. Can I help y'all? Most of your arguments is because you're not understanding each other. I don't understand. God was saying it, but we weren't getting it. God was speaking it, 
but we didn't comprehend it. So God decided within himself, and I'm finished. He said, I don't know how, how, how else I can express to y'all that I love you. I've said it by constantly providing a sky over your head. I said it by constantly providing for you in your wilderness. I showed you I love you, but you're still not getting it. You still don't understand the wealth and the rich, uh, richness of my love. So God decided, I need to save you from yourself. Because the thing that you're not comprehending is you're not comprehending that I love you. And you got to understand today, ladies and gentlemen, that love is not just a word, but love is a person. For the Bible says that God is love. So love is not flowers. Love is a person. Love is not candy. Love is a person. Love is not the expression, my God, of how you feel about somebody. Matter of fact, it's not even a feeling at all. Love is a person. I, can't, I need you to put that in the comments on Facebook and say love is a person. Here in the sanctuary, point at your neighbor and say love is a person. Love is personified. Love is an individual. God is love. And so if you really want to express love, the reality is you've got to express God. If you're not expressing God, then you're not expressing love at all. Brothers and sisters, I need to help you to understand the way to truly love is not by gift giving and dinner. And that's nice and cute. But the way to love is to do it the way that God does it. You got to personify him and you got to be able to love him, oh God, and allow him to love you. Because until you experience the love of God, you'll ne never be able to share the love of God. I'm trying to tell you that some of y'all are trying to love each other but you really can't love each other if you don't love God. Can I, can, can the older tokens come up here and help me real quickly? I need y'all help because I need to show the people how God wants to express love. Stand right there Dawn, come over here there and stand right in front of your wife and so uh -huh, uh, standing in front of her, uh, God, don't they look cute with their ma matching outfits today? They just look so and so and so now the struggle of relationship is uh, he's going to try to love her hallelujah he's going to try to love her but it's very difficult to love her because uh, he doesn't know how to he don't know her and so then now she has got to try to love him but she don't know how to love him because she don't know him enough to love him and what happens in relationship is there a war put your fists together fists there's a war in relationships for individuals to love each other because we don't know how to do it so we spend more time fighting than we do loving because we've never allowed true love to come between us and I know they love each other and they match it today but trust me the older tokens have had some fights hallelujah glory to God they didn't tell me about it every time I see them they kissy lovey-dovey but I know they had some I know, I know they had some because me and Pastor Sabrina had some hallelujah glory to God and I know God wouldn't leave them out of what he put us in so I know I know y'all had fights hallelujah glory to God and as much as much as me and Pastor Sabrina have had our disagreements and our battles we have never one not one time we've never discussed divorce 
We, no, no. We, not, not, not one time has divorce come up in our conversation. We don't talk divorce. Now, now the word divorce has never come up, but the word murder has come up a time or two. That, 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 that word has come up a time or two. Y'all pray for us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I won't leave you, but I will kill. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, and so we fight and we fight. And the challenge is that we have not allowed true love to be the communicator. We've tried to do it according to knowledge and not according to revelation. And so what has to happen here is while she's trying to love him, she really can't reach him trying to love him with a natural love. What she has to do is allow God to love him through her. And so what she has to allow is God's hand to minister to his heart. And watch this, women. If you want to be able to reach your husband, you have to allow God's hand to reach his heart through you. Because you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to reach him. But God does. So God is saying, stop all of your nonsense and let my hand reach him through you. And I'll minister to him through you. But it ain't you. It's really the love of God. I wish I could talk. Come on here. The way the husband can reach his wife is not by his own hands. But when God's hand reaches through him, he's able to reach her in ways he could never reach her. Because it's not his hand. It's actually God's hand reaching her through him. And if you really want somebody to love you, they first got to know the love of God and allow the love of God. God to reach you through the can I talk like I'm talking the way I'm talking hallelujah look at your neighbor and say let God love me through you let God love me and when God can love me through you then we'll really understand thank y'all what love really is somebody shout real love I don't know what happened to my monitors. And so God says, I need to, I need to express to you how much I love you. And uh, he looked throughout the heavens high and he looked throughout the earth below and he couldn't find anybody that was able to show how much he loved us. He said, I looked at angels and there were no angels that were available that can really truly express how much I love humanity. And so the Bible says that God says, you know what? If I really want to show them how much I love them, he said, I'll show them myself. I'll do it myself he said I'll express to you how much I love you by showing up myself I don't know who this word is for today but I gotta prophesy to somebody to tell you that what God's about to do in your life he's not gonna send an angel he's not gonna send another being but God said I'm gonna do this myself and I'm gonna show you how much I love you well how much do you love Love us God. The Bible says in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Notice the text it says that he loved the world, which means he didn't cherry pick his love. He didn't use his love just for a few folks. 
but he loved the entire world well then Deacon Rory if God loves the world then why is it that we can't love the world why is it we can't love people that got orange hair that got tattoos of their arms that got a track record and history for the Bible says God didn't love the church it didn't say that God loved black folks it didn't say that God loved Caucasians it said he loved the world he loved all of us until he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would just believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life do me a favor y'all look at somebody and say neighbor that's how much he loves us he loves us with an everlasting love in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and gave his life as a ransom for our soul so God was looking around he said I need the perfect gift I need something to give them that would express to them my love and he couldn't find nobody so the Bible says he wrapped himself in flesh sent himself through 42 generations found himself in the virgin called Mary found himself in the manger with sheep and animals just to prove his love worked his way through life's humanity through 33 years when it came through the bible says i need to show y'all how much i love you he raised the dead opened up blinded eyes but that wasn't enough it was just flowers he caused the deaf to hear he caused the lame to walk but that was just flowers that wasn't enough to prove his love look at somebody and say neighbor that was good but it wasn't enough to prove his love he even took us to dinner and he took two fish five barley loaves and turned it to feed five thousand that was nice but that wasn't enough he went to the wedding turned the water into wine gave me a glass of wine my god but it wasn't enough to prove his love he said i want to give you something to show you and express to you the value of my love so the bible says that he prayed in the garden of gethsemane and told his father how can i show my love and the father showed him in the cup the cup of betrayal the cup of denial but he said, if at all possible, let this cup pass from me. I wondered why he said it. He know he came just to die. He know he came to give his life. Why did he ask the cup to pass? He asked the cup to pass from him. Because in the cup, it wasn't the crucifixion. In the cup, it wasn't the betrayal in the cup it wasn't the denial in the cup was the separation between him and the father he said I can die 
but I can't be separate from the Father. They can crucify me, but one thing I cannot stand is to be separate from the Father. He said, never, nevertheless, not my will, thy will be done. And Jesus prepared to die. I'm leaving y'all. The Bible says they put a cross on his back, crown of thorns on his head. The Bible says he walked through the streets of Via Dolorosa. He carried the cross. They spit on him. They beat him. They crucified him just to say he loved us. He hung on a tree they hung him high stretched him wide he hung his head he died he died he died he died until he put death to death he died till he killed cancer he died till he put on the flesh of all humanity he died till the sun refused to shine he died till the moon dripped in blood he died till the soldier looked up and said Shut up. i gotta get out of here the soldier looked up and said Shut up. this must be the son of God he died he died for me he died he died for you can I tell y'all and bust your bubble he even died for the alcoholic he died for the drug addict he died for the liars he died for the gossipers he died for the homosexual, he died for the lesbian, he died for the world. How can I show you how much I love you? He died, yes, put him in a grave. He died all night, he lay there all day, he stayed there, but hey, gotta go I said hey Sunday morning he got up with all power God said I'm gonna give you the perfect gift myself and to prove you that I love you here I am to prove you that I want you I'll give you me I need somebody in this room to throw up your hands and say I'm glad that I got him I'm glad he loves me I got him how do you know you got him I can feel him in my hands I can feel him in my feet I can feel him all over me I smell his cologne. I feel his presence. He's the lover 
of my soul. And I'm here to tell somebody, since God loved you enough to give you himself, what you going to do to show God you love him back? What you going to do to show God you love him right back? Come here, Romans. I present my body living sacrifice. <laughs> Holy and acceptable unto God. I need somebody to throw up your hands and say, Lord, here I am. I give you me. I love you from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul. Here I am. I'm available. Here I am. I'm available. Use me as you please. Use me like you want to. May not be able to sing like angels, but use me. May not be able to preach like Paul, but use me. I may not have a million dollars, but use me. Throw your hands up and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I'm available. I love you. I love you. Shout yes. Say, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. I want to show you how much I love you. Here I am. Here I am. Say yes. I need about 25 people that makes yourself available. Say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Use me. Get the glory out of my life. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Come on, praise us. Come on, praise us. Come on, worship us. Are you available? Are you available? Are you available? Well, then where's the praise? Where is your worship? Where's your glory? Where's the hallelujah? He gave me the perfect gift. Now I give him. Jesus gave us the perfect gift, his life. Watch this. Now here comes the moment for the gift exchange. What are you now going to give him? He gave his life. Will you give yours? Because some people think that if I go to church 
that's the perfect gift. They even go far and say, if I serve in church, that's the perfect gift. But gifts and callings come without repentance. God said, thank you for your service. Thank you for your attendance. Thank you for logging on today. That's wonderful. But that's flowers that's going to die in four days. What gift will you give that will last? What perfect gift that has the value to speak to the enormity of your love? How much do you really love him? Jesus asked Peter this question. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, I love you. He said, well, then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Well, then feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Peter got an attitude now. He really got an attitude. Because he's like, why do you keep asking me that? Lord, you know I love you. Well, then feed my sheep. Because it was more than what he wanted Peter to do. He wanted Peter to give his life to what he do. Because the giving of yourself is the true expression of love. Let me say it again because somebody missed it. I said the giving of yourself is the true expression of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave himself. Don't say you love me and you've never given yourself. See, that's why we, don't, we shouldn't say I love you so quick. Because it requires to give your. So since God loved us the way he loves us, will you be willing to give him yourself? You know how many people who say they love God but have never given God themselves? They hold back. They give God portions. They give God snippets but never fully themselves. But today, we're going to give him the perfect gift because he gave us the perfect gift. He gave us Jesus. Does anybody in this room, do you have Jesus online? Do you have Jesus? Is he your Lord and your Savior? Is he your deliverer and your strong tower? Is he your everything? Well, then, today, give him yourself because he gave himself right there where you are would you just lift your hands close your eyes and begin to worship him and I want you for the next couple of moments I want you to just commit your life to him I'm talking about for real for real commit your life to the Lord commit your life and your ways to the Lord hallelujah commit your ways unto the Lord I want you right now to be praying the prayer, Lord, I give you me. I give you all of me. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Do you really love him with, from the bottom of your heart to the depths of your soul? Do you really love him with everything that is within you? Do you really love him with all that he has done for you? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes, I praise you. I lift you up. And I magnify your name. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah.
That's why my heart Can with your eyes closed and your hands lifted, can you just sing this to the Lord? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. I love you, Lord. Because you cared for me. Because you cared. In such a special way. In such a special way. That's why I praise you. Lift you up. I magnify your name. Magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Can you sing it to him one more time? I want you to serenade the Lord. I love you. I love you. Come on, say it to him. I love you, Lord, today. Yeah. Because you care for me, oh. In such a special way. In such a special way. That's why I, I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why this field with praise. Oh, that's why my heart is filled with praise. That's why my heart is filled with praise. That's why my heart. That's why my heart. Listen, somebody in this room, somebody online, you need to be giving your, the Lord your life. I want to provide this opportunity. God has given you the perfect gift. He's giving you Jesus Christ. Now, it's a, he is available to everybody. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you've been going through, no matter your history, God has given you complete Jesus. He didn't hold a little bit of Jesus back. He didn't say, this is reserved for church. He gave all of Jesus to you. Now, would you make a decision today to give all of yourself to God? He gave you the perfect gift. Now, you can give him the perfect gift, and that's you. Not just your money, not just your clothing, and not all those things, but give him yourself. He wants you. So today, if you want to be saved, this is your moment. This is your opportunity. All you got to do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you can be saved. I want you to make this confession today. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Every one of you that desires that, I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. And I want you to repeat this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Change me. Live in me. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead. And now I confess that I'm saved. I don't belong to myself. I don't belong to this world. I belong to you. In Jesus' name. Congratulations for saying that prayer. That means you're now a part of the family. That means you have now given him your life. You've given him your soul. Because you've done that, we want to work with you and walk with you in this journey of salvation. 
Because now we got to show you how to treat the gift. The gift of salvation has been made available to you. Would you do me a favor? Type the word saved, S-A-V-E-D, and send that to the number 40691. Text the word saved to 40691. It's right there on the screen. They're putting it there for your convenience. Text the word saved to 40691. If you said that for the first time and you meant it, you want to begin your journey in salvation. You want to treat this gift perfectly and right, rightfully. I want you to now send that text. And we're going to work with you and walk with you through salvation. We want to pray with you. We want to keep you accountable to God and to the things of God. Because salvation is the perfect gift. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.